Broadcasting live from Hartford, Connecticut, it's the Hartford Yacht Goat Radio Show. Featuring smooth music and conversation you are sure to love. Hey everybody, this is Dave, and guess what? <clears throat> I have a cold. So, because of that, I'm not going to infect Eric or Cass. Uh, it, besides, Eric was uh, working a lot of overtime this week installing an elevator, or fixing one, and uh, Cass has a bunch of other things going on. Busy, busy lady there. Uh, so I was like, well, maybe I won't even do a show this week. You know, I have a cold, I'm not feeling so hot. Um, and then I thought, well, why don't I just do one and just play a bunch of music? And I was like, that's lame. I don't want to do that either. Um, so, you know, I was thinking about what am I, what do I want to do here, uh, this week for a show, trying to keep something up and going. And, you know, I'm just not feeling that well. I caught a cold over the weekend, kind of ruined the weekend for me. I had a good Friday, but then the Saturday and Sunday were shot. And, you know, when I'm sick, one of the things I like doing is just kind of nothing. I like maybe having some soup make me feel better, whether or not it's, uh, you know, chicken noodle or uh, just a vegetable barley one I've been making that's uh, like Bob's Red Mill. It's a veg. I got an Ocean State job lot. It's, it's this bag of dried vegetables. It tastes something like, you know, would have had like in, you know, old-timey New England or something they would have made like on Little House on the Prairie. I don't know. It's bland. You can doctor it up, but um, I don't know. It just kind of hits the spot. And so as I was being so miserable with my cold and thinking about having some nice soup, I thought, well, you know, one of the reasons I like that is because it's kind of comforting and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, what kind of, I got me a thought, what kind of album, what kind of Yacht Rock would function like that what sort of yacht rock is like comforting like a you know bowl of warm soup when you're sick and it's cold outside what what brings some of that warmth to the cold and uh one one thing came to mind uh it's actually one of my favorite albums in all of yacht rock and uh it's um mannequin by mark jordan his first album you know, Canadian songwriter who goes from Canada to L.A. 1978. Uh, I think he had a bunch of songs he'd kind of written over the 70s uh, and went down to L.A. to record them and make that first album. You know, some of them had appeared before on a uh, compilation, a Canadian broadcasting company compilation. And they had a little more of like sort of an early 70s soft rock feel to them, which makes sense, seeing how it was earlier 70s when we made those. But um, yeah, this this album, uh, Mannequin, uh, is where, you know, he just went over the rainbow down to L.A. to work with uh, actually Gary Katz, who was fresh off production on Steely Dan's Asia. So as I was thinking about this uh, Mark Jordan album, I'm like, let's just talk about Mark Jordan's mannequin. It's like, why don't I just do what will make me feel better and do that? So uh, that's what I want to do. And um, just a little more background on it. So basically, you know, Steely Dan made that their masterpiece, Asia. 
and Gary Katz produced it. As soon as they were done with that, the next thing Gary Katz did was Mannequin by Mark Jordan. And he actually brought along some of the musicians who were on Asia, uh, like Chuck Rainey, who was the bass player, uh, Larry Carlton, Dean Parks, who did guitar work on Asia, but then added in uh, a young Steve Lukather for some additional guitar pyrotechnics. Um, you know, on Asia, there was a different drummer on each track. It was like Steve Gadd and Jim Keltner and Bernard Purdy. Um, that may have been a result more of just Becker and Fagan's kind of, you know, recording the same song again and again with different studio studio pros. Uh, they couldn't really do that probably on Mark Jordan's first album, budget-wise and time-wise. But what they did do is they had two drummers on the album. It's Harvey Mason, who's a legend in himself, talked about him last episode, and uh, Jeff Percaro. You know, so that's two top-of-the-line guys right there. Had uh, Lenny Castro, I believe, on percussion. And uh, then on uh, the piano, you know, had, had uh, David Foster, David Page, uh, High Winding. He's a studio ace. And then even brought Donald Fagan in to do some, uh, do some stuff as well. And then the future movie composer, James Newton Howard, was there. Uh, John John Kapek, who actually ended up working with Mark Jordan for a large part of his career after this, and um, those all those guys were you know on, on piano. So like one interesting thing about this album too is it doesn't actually list who's playing on what track. So when you're listening to it, you kind of do a little bit of guesswork. You're like, oh, is that Larry Carlton? Is that Steve Lukather? You know, who might be playing the piano? Is it David Page? Is that Donald Fagan playing the, the electric piano? You know, who's doing it? And, uh, you know, I just really responded to this album uh, and in general, even to like the Asia comparison. Uh, you know, me personally, when I first heard Steely Dan's Asia, I was 19. I was in a dorm room in college. Had, had knew about Steely Dan, hadn't really listened to him. And, you know, I just became that after hearing it and hearing more of their work, I became the stereotype of like, you know, some college dude just listening to Asia on vinyl repeatedly in a dark dorm room with tapestries and everything. Uh, sometimes the annoyance of others, but to me, you know, it was just perfect sound, song craft, dark personality, witty, amazing musical passages, and of course it was just so smooth. So years later, when uh, I first became aware of Mark Jordan, and, especially, and specifically the Mannequin album, you know, I knew a little bit about it, but no, I didn't know that much. And I still remember, like, the first time I, I grabbed it on vinyl, I'd, I'd heard one or two songs from it and you know, put on the record player and listen to it. And it was just a wonderful experience. And this was, you know, when I was probably in my late 30s. And it just reminded me of, wow, this is what I remember feeling like when I was 19 and hearing Asia for the first time. And then, of course, I knew there was a little bit of a connection, but as I realized, oh, same producer, a lot of same musicians. It literally was recorded right after Steely Dan's Asia. A lot of the uh, pieces fell together. You know, in fact, last Halloween, uh, Libby Cudmore does a album contest at, at, uh, in Halloween to like where you would dress up and recreate an album cover. And uh, actually, I did Mark Jordan's Mannequin, <laughs> still on Instagram. Uh, and uh, I think what helped is that like about eight, ten years ago, my wife, when she first kind of realized what cra- you can buy stuff off Craigslist and was always looking for random stuff. I, I refrain from saying random crap, but random stuff. Uh, and so she bought, she found a whole, whole bunch of, there was someone selling a whole lot of mannequins. 
uh, which, which I guess came in handy to some extent with a lot of art stuff that she's done. But uh, in, our, in our basement, there's still a bunch of mannequins floating around. So when it came time to say, hey, wait, should I do you know an album recreation? I was like, well, hey, let me just grab a mannequin, put on a white suit and try to recreate it and post it. And I think, I think actually Mark Jordan even liked it on, uh, on uh, Instagram. So that was quite a treat. So, uh, yeah, so for this episode, um, I guess what I'm thinking about doing is just, I'm going to listen to all of Mannequin all the way through. Uh, we can talk uh, while it's going, talk about the music, and uh, to bring in uh, just another voice, seeing how the, the two Yako DJs don't want to be infected my, by my disease, I figured it would be safe to have a call in from another country. So, you know, Mark Jordan's from Canada, let's go to Canada as well, and my friend uh, Eric up in Halifax uh, he and I talk all the time on Twitter. He's a big Yacht Rock fan. And so uh, I said, hey, do you want to call in and we'll just listen to the album and just chat about it? Uh, you know, Maybe it'll make me feel better. And he was up for it. So uh, so for this episode, it's, uh, it's all dedicated to what is musically my nice bowl of soup for when I'm feeling sick. And that is Mark Jordan's Mannequin. All right. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, on the phone from Halifax, Nova Scotia, it's my friend Eric. How's it going up there, Eric? It's going great. It's great to be here on uh, the Hartford Yacht Goats uh, radio show or radio station. Uh, it's pretty exciting. Awesome. Well, we're really glad you called in. Uh, I actually was up in Halifax about like 15 years ago, I think, on a, uh, on a cruise, a Canadian cruise. Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we, we did there. <laughs> we did an excursion to Peggy's Cove. I think that's like the uh, the big popular thing there. I, I guess. Yeah, it's a it's a famous spot. Yeah. We, we go once a year, but I've actually maybe gone four times in my life, and I'm 40 years old. So <laughs> once once every 10 years, I guess. Oh, well, yeah. I, w- I went the one time I was there. It was funny because we stopped in St. John and we stopped at uh, Halifax, and it was in April, early April, I think. Oh, and, beautiful rain, and, a lot of rain. Well, so what happened is, is like, we got to St. John, and it was like 70 degrees and not a cloud in the sky, and like, everybody's outside, and everyone's smiling, and, and I'm like, man, everyone's so nice here, just like they always say about Canada, it's so nice, <laughs> and then some people are like, no, it's like the night, it's the first day we've actually had sun and warmth in like seven yeah, months. Yeah, that would do it. Yeah, so it was, that, 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 that would do it. That brought out the extra niceness up there. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Everyone's pretty. Everyone's pretty laid back over sure. here. Sure, pretty laid back. But yeah, Halifax was beautiful. We took a tour of, of the city, and, and uh, it was it was awesome. But now, yeah, so, cool and now you up there, you play. Did you say you played in a cover band? Was it a Robert Palmer one? Is that right? No, I wish. I oh. wish. I think that's a. I, I must have wrote that in my dream journal. I always said I wanted to play in a Robert, Robert Palmer cover band. Ah. It's a dream of mine. I think I was going to call the band Simply Irresistible, but I, I have to check my notes. It. Yeah, I must have heard I, that. I got my dream, my, it's in my dream journal that's hidden away in my fanny pack. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll look at it later there, see what I got written down. Perfect. I think the band was called Simply Irresistible. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I was in a band. We played one Robert Palmer song, but it was a, it was a deep cut. A deep cut. It was... Uh, it was like, yeah, it was John, Johnny and Mary. I like that song. Oh, too. nice off clues. Yeah, yeah, sweet, sweet song. Yeah, good song. Good um, song. I, lo- I, lo- I love that album. Yeah, yeah so it's a fun album. Absolutely. So, um, reason why we're calling in is uh, I had had a cold this week, and I was talking about how I wanted something comforting, 
and uh, you know, almost like what 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 music would f- f- serve as like a bowl of warm soup. And one of the th- the first things I thought was 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 the album Mark uh, by Mark Jordan Mannequin. And so, uh, oh, yeah. and I said, you know, let's let's bring on uh, Eric from up there in Canada, and we're, we're going to listen to the album and talk about it, and uh, you know, just have a show all around that awesome album, Mannequin. Um, well, what's that? When you mentioned it, when you mentioned it to me, I was like, finally, we're going to do a deep dive on the movie Mannequin Two on the move. <laughs> You're always tweeting about that. <laughs> I was like, finally, is my chance. We're well, like, finally, we're going to do. Uh, Okay, yeah, I, I, yeah, okay, I, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you can make any parallels between the album Mannequin and the Mannequin <laughs> movies, don't let me stop. Yeah. Don't let me stop you. How about that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's good. It's good. My, Mark Jordan, he's he's Canadian. Well, he's I think he's born in Brooklyn, he, but he's Canadian, right. right? Yeah, yeah. He was born, born in Brooklyn. I think he lives in Ottawa. I think they moved up to Ottawa when he, when he was fairly young, or at least that area. I don't know his story that well i know it probably just enough to be creepy if mark jordan was to be actually listening to this which you probably won't be yeah but. i think i think he won some canadian awards oh like, sure yeah juno like, awards. I like, yeah. he's famous but he's not like paul Schaefer canadian famous uh, but he's well, like you know in my book he's he's pretty he's pretty darn famous i'm always he's, he's, I, I david, david foster famous there. yeah maybe, maybe david foster david foster I, whenever i see mark jordan like putting on tour dates i'm like oh is it near me and it's like no, it's just around Canada, and my passport's out of date, so I need. So I like, <laughs> but um, I, I, I saw I saw you guys got tickets to go see Christopher Cross. Did yeah, I? Did I? Yeah, they're they're he's playing near us in a couple in a month or so, so I think we're gonna go see. Oh him. yeah, he's. I saw I saw him at the casino here in Halifax. Uh, I think it was 2017. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend sent me a message at work, and I'm like, she goes, Christopher Cross is. I'm like, what? Buy tickets, and then she got tickets like the right right away because they were on sale. We we didn't know till. No, she found out they were pre-sale. We got them pre-sale, so we were you were in the front row, and he was fantastic. Oh yeah! So I'm very happy for you guys to go see him. His, I remember his saxophone player was was dynamite. So I, cool. it, was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, cool. Did not disappoint. Well, speaking of uh, you know, speaking of yacht rock, let's uh, let's get into it with this uh, this mannequin album. And uh, I guess when, before we start playing it, I just wanted to kind of give a like a sort of a preface to what I, the way I look at it. So it's like if you were to go on like Google and just type in 1978 Los Angeles and look at images, yeah. you know, you'd see cityscapes, you'd see, you know, people standing around. And like those images to me, the, the, the album Mannequin is almost like a, could be a soundtrack to those images, you know, and actually all, all the colors, all the colors come out, all the colors yeah. come out. Everything. Well, it's like, you know, the album itself it, 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 he taught in, in, even in the lyrics he's talking about the city uh you know the sun the heat there's sort of a tropical there's desert it's kind of it's a really big sense of place to the album and uh you know and it's not always like it you know and it has a little there's a little grime in there as well like uh it's not it's not like paradise but it, it it's like it's not paradise but it is paradise type type thing oh yeah it's like, it's like it opens on a day off in the summertime yes yeah exactly yeah but uh you yeah, know three, and, three, three. Super nice vibe. Very nice vibe. Half the half the songs actually mention dancing as well. So it's like, uh, it's interesting where you sort of have maybe like a little bit of melancholy, and then you sort of have like this city and yet tropical, nice paradise, but maybe not always, a little grimy, not always perfect, and you know dancing the jukeboxes, talking about fools, 
and it and then it's it's just musically i think it's just perfect it, in fact one of the things i like best about or not best but one of the things i really like about it musically is like so many of these songs have this little like 15 or 20 second intro before the song kicks in and it just kind of like yeah. it's a, its own little like set piece right before the song gets going and it just musically uh you know it just feels it, whoa, it feels uh like you're just introdu- introducing the song, and like the well, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't Jungle Choir start off with like a guitar? Yeah, like a guitar. Yeah, jingle there. Like it's then it doesn't match the rest of the song. It just right like a quick opener, like a, like a guitar solo opener or something like yeah, that. Yeah, there's lots of guitar soloing on this one too. And I mean, the the, the first song, Survival, and we'll start playing in a second. Uh, that's, that's a dynamite track yes. right off the bat. So it's like the opening like 10 seconds or 15 seconds of it, I almost imagine like you're coming through the clouds landing in L.A. <laughs> like you're going to the land of Oz and it's just like everything's opening <laughs> up and like, and here you are. And then like the groove kicks in and it's like, oh, you know, we're not in Kansas anymore type thing. So, um, <laughs> we're in L.A. Yeah. yeah. But here, let me, uh, I'm just going to stop the, the recording for a second and then we're going to come back and listen to Mannequin. That's that intro, right? Oh yeah, it's beautiful. Coming in through the clouds. Babies nowadays grow up too fast. They don't even have the right tools It's got that boss gag like Yeah, it really does. In, in fact, so David Page and Jeff Percaro are on this and they they would have been they would have done like that two down and then left uh, album like yeah. you know, same time. So it definitely has that feel to it. It's the same, same magic there. Oh, they're so dynamite there. So that's uh, Brenda Russell sings background vocals. All the female, oh, yeah. yeah, all the female vocals are, are Brenda Russell. Brenda Russell. Man, it's just like like survival should be a bigger hit. Like get more radio play. Like. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, Ian Matthews. He 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 was a recording artist for through the seventies. He actually has a, okay. he did a co- he did a cover of this song uh, like a year after this. So it's not on uh, Spotify or anything. But yeah, the Ian Matthews ha- did a cover of Survival. But yeah, that that groove is sweet on this one, man. And hard to The the guitar player. So it doesn't say who the guitar player is. But I'm thinking this is Dean Parks. At least yeah, do, do, you got Dean Parks and Larry Carlton and Steve yeah, Lucas there. But. I think he's doing like the rhythm stuff to it. But so now the solo, right? I, yeah. I'm guessing. Right. I'm guessing that might be Larry Carlton because he's the other guitar player on the album. So nice smooth. Yeah. So smooth. You know, like. So nice. <laughs> I love the I love the the breakdown after the chorus where it goes back into that verse. You know, uh, Mark Jordan talked about the recording of this album 
and said how he was new to the studio and getting those vocal lines right. He kept having to work on them and work on them. And he said all the studio guys were like really super helpful. And <laughs> but his, his voice. I love, I love that part, right? I want to walk on it. Yeah. I love that part. Walk on in. I could sing that all day there. <laughs> a lot of catchy stuff on this song. Yeah. Oh, sax solo. Is that Ron Holloway? It is. He uh I know Tom Tom Scott's on the album too, but I he, yeah, Ron Holloway's on this song. That's the one. That, he, he was with uh, Gil Scott Heron and Allman Brothers too. So he, okay, he, he's been around a bit. And then it fades out, and we start up with, I think, Jungle Choir. Listen to the intro. This was a dance groove. This was a dance song. I don't know how. Like, yeah, it's crazy. But this, listen to the intro though. Another little sort of little. It comes in smooth. Still in, still in the cool grooves. Oh, yeah. like, something like, like, like you said, they're in LA walking the streets. So there's two two drummers who played on this album, Harvey Mason and Jeff Percaro. I can't. Yeah. Harvey Mason's a great drummer, but I think I can tell when it's Jeff Percaro. And those fills. And just like the d- arrangement of the drums. It just sounds like guitar. I could be wrong. <laughs> I, no, it makes sense to me. It's, it's more of a dance groove, so he, 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 he can nail those. Sure. Nice. The Harvey Mason, I don't know much about the Harvey Mason. I can't. He, he was a he was a studio drummer. He made his own albums. He produced a lot. He was he's he's had like a long and very productive career. Uh, he's, he, he, yeah, I mean he's played on a lot of big stuff. But this this is Percaro. I, I would be in the bet. Yeah, I think so too. So then, keyboard solo. I think that's high winding. I'm guess that's my guess. I don't know. I'm just guessing. That's, yeah, high winding. Uh, well, you got a couple of you got big stars on the piano on this album. So. Oh yeah, yeah. You got David Foster from Canada. You yeah, got David Foster, uh, David Page, David Page. Absolutely. That's probably high winding. Yeah. He was kind of like a solo dude, I think. The wordplay is so good too. It's like, it does. You know, this was recorded after Steely Dance Asia, and there's sort of okay. a, there's sort of like a, uh, there's a Steely Dan feel to the music, but even like the wordplay has that kind of, you know, it's like witty, smart lyrics. It's maybe not. Yeah, I like. I like there's a song coming up that I love. The, I love the lyrics to it. It's so, but this one's yeah, just dancing away. Yeah. There's a piano again. That gotta be high. Yeah, yeah. This next, so I always feel like the first two songs like in bring you into the album. 
now is when it really gets going. Like this, this you gotta slow it down too. You gotta yeah. it and out and slow it down. But this song, Mystery Man, is like where I'm like, it was good, and then it's kind of like, it starts this stretch of like six songs in a row that just are jams, and like, <laughs> I, I I love this song. It, it starts so it's nice and quiet. Put my foot to the ground. I'm alone. It's kind of like uh, James Taylor, Jackson again. Brown type feel to it. And then start yeah, I, I, guess, I think you nailed it on that because this is one that I, I yeah, that would be a Jaden Taylor, Jack, yeah, Jackson Brown, yeah, very great. Maybe, maybe Timothy Schmidt's on this one, isn't he on the album? Yeah, yeah that's right. He, I think definitely. So it's Timothy B. Schmidt and uh, J.D. Souther. Uh, yeah, do the backing vocals, and uh, you know this is like the, this is like the first. I love how the first chorus is just soft. This, the bass, the bass playing is awesome too. Chuck Rainey, you see these sick bass lines. Yeah, it would have to be uh, Chuck Rainey. Got your oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's the only bass player on the album, and he played. Yeah, a, he, it says Jim, Jim Huggard on on a number four. I ain't gonna give away number four yet, okay. but it says Jim Huggard is the, is the one on number four. Huh. So that'll, I don't know. I wasn't there. <laughs> Where the diners and the truckers so are lonely men. The groove starts going. You can come on in and sit with the men and the around the no smoking sign. This one's like driving on the highway out. Through the night, through the sunny days. And here comes the chorus. Yeah, it's awesome. I like, I like that part. Yeah. Those backing vocals are just perfect, too. I think this is Luke. I think this is Steve Lukather here. We can just listen to the solo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so too. It's very distinct. Yeah. Both, he and Larry Carlton both play these melodic solos. Carlton's smoother sometimes. I'm just guessing, but still, Carlton's smoother. Luke has like the sharpness about it to some extent. I think he's got more of a rock flair when he right. wants to. So. Absolutely. I love this breakdown. So then it, it almost could be like the end of the song. Gets going with his third third verse. September marks my life out of tan. Still the memories were good when my heart was made of wood and I didn't realize back then. This bridge is the perfect. Love that's that. beautiful oh yeah i didn't even want to talk i didn't want to ruin it 
That's why I kept. That's why I kept quiet. Don't, don't need me stepping on top of that. So it's like they have that song. Then they go into the single, Marina Del Rey, right? It's a hit right off the it's top. It's a hit right, right away. You know it's a hit. Yeah. Yeah. I love the song because he replaces those guitar fills with like little marimba steel drum fills. It's yeah. Like automatically yeah. that tropical. He said he wrote this you when he you first. You hear the beat without even hearing the lyrics yet. You always oh, yeah. hear the beat. He said he wrote this when uh, I think he had just got to L.A. and was sitting, I believe, in a hotel outside and just kind of the, the, the lyrics came to him. I'm not sure if I'm telling the story exactly right, but I remember hearing that in, in an interview with him. Man, 1978, L.A. Oh, oh yeah. It's like a t- the feel of time and place. Absolutely. You know, his his daughter did a cover of this song maybe a year ago. Yeah, Zoe? Yeah. Zoe yeah. Jordan? Yep, Zoe Sky Jordan. She, she did a... Uh, cover of this song yeah i gotta look that up i it was cool. I read about it but i never heard it yeah and she recreated the album cover too that, that was uh i'm, oh, that's sure, fun. That's I'm fun. sure her dad was proud <laughs> it's a sweet song <laughs> and all those quirky lyrics yeah that's perfect a better place to be unemployed than Marina Del Rey? I, <laughs> I guess not. I've never been there. It'd be perfect. It'd be perfect. Am I, why would I want to be employed there? Yeah. <laughs> another cool cool breakdown here. I think it's like this song works in a way, if, if that story was true, it was like, so he was literally just getting to, to LA from Canada and it was like, this is a first impression. This It's like, <laughs> it, and imagine you go to any place, you first get there, and it's like your first impression and you write a song about it and it like that's like the embodiment it's perfect <laughs> yeah like, that was biographical yeah I don't know if uh, as a podcast I'm not sure if this is going to work or not I don't know if it's even going to be listenable <laughs> like you're ruining all the songs talking over them, but you know. Yeah, but that's fine. <laughs> We're experimenting. How about that? That's why the thousands of people are tuning in right now. Yeah, we we have almost fifty to sixty listens per episode, so. Uh, that's awesome. That's a good number. That's a really good number. Oh, thanks. This one, this one, may, we'll see if it's a popular one or if it's a dud. But at least you know what I, I want to listen to the album. So this is. This is <laughs> This is my pet project. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You, 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 we can record this. We can like save this, and, and yeah. you, you can listen to it like in twenty years from now and review it again. And absolutely, see if, you know, your opinion has changed. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put it out there, and it'll get popular. And Mark Jordan will show up at my house and give me a punch in the face, like you were wrong yeah. about everything. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> hey, but we need we need to recognize now what I think. Yeah, I think right now this song, Red Desert. I'm call- I think this is the best song on the album. This song is is freaking gorgeous. Just smooth, smooth. Ooh. 
like that. Yeah, just backing vocals. This gets back into that like cinematic feel, you know. I, I saw that movie Once Upon a Time, or yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know, and it's yeah. like aside from the plot, it kind of, you know, just the feel of late '60s LA and in Hollywood. It, it really, it really yeah. gives you that feel, and like that's sort of similar to this album, where I'm like, this album. It gives you that feel of late seventies, not late, not late sixties, like Once Upon a Time, but late seventies, L.A., Hollywood, and especially because it's from a guy who, you know, wasn't from there. You know, it's like I'm, I'm in Connecticut, yeah, you're, you're up in Nova Scotia, so like maybe it even responds to us in a way as well, because, you know, we're on the other side, we're on the other side of the country, and it's like this image of painting this image of this imaginary place. It's just. It's really this, cool. This is what I think like like LA looks like. Yeah. From, like or it did look like. I don't know. Yeah, or it did look like. Now I don't have no I've never been there yet, so I love those those just simple pure drum fills. I don't know. I mean, I, I I think mainly it's like Foster and Page. I think yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know if I, I would guess David Foster, but I'm you know I'm not sure. I think Page tends to be a little funkier. This is more it has that ballad to it, so I'd be like, oh, David Foster. Yeah, that's well, I'm thinking David Foster on yeah. this one. Here comes the guitar solo. That might be Larry Carlton. It's kind of smooth. It's it's so hard to tell for me between Lukather and Larry Carlton uh, sometimes. Man, that yeah, the guitar tone. No, no joke. So now, as as uh, this sort of grooves out, this is the end of side one. I think that side one is just just dynamite. I mean, it's dynamite. It is definitely dynamite. Yeah. And so you just kind of have this. You know, it could be Mason. It could be Percaro. I'm I'm, I'm guessing everything is Percaro at this point. But little, ooh, sweet guitar lines going through there. Swelling piano in the background. It's hard to know who plays what, but I know, I know that our, our friend also up in Canada, David uh, Beckett. Uh, he he's been he's always been tweeting at uh, Steve Lukather and Mark Jordan, and I think Gary yeah. Katz. He's he's like on a, a quest for the Holy Grail to find out who played on what 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 song. And I was like, dude, I don't even know if they remember. I mean, but. Yeah, they don't remember. Maybe Mark well, Jordan. Did, if 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 did someone blocked, someone blocked you guys, right? Lukather blocked us. That's a whole other story. Why? Uh, Why? 
I'll tell you at the end of this episode. I don't want to ruin the uh, the, the lovely music. It's our fault. It's, Steve Lukather was nothing but kind and generous to us, and we were dumbasses, and he blocked us. There you go. Yeah. So it's yeah. definitely our fault. And so I think the side two should be. Oh, there we go. You know. Who, so you know what we forgot. You know who plays on this album on keys? Donald Fagan. Donald Fagan. Yeah. Well, yeah. I yeah. Did. Yep. Foster and, Fagan. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think. I don't know. I got a feeling this might be a little Donald Fagan on an electric keyboard. But this is a this is the first song, first song of the second side. It's gotta have that funkiness to it. There. Yeah, this one this one's called Street Life, and uh, so actually Mark Jordan had recorded this earlier on this compilation album called Street Life, but it was nowhere near as funky. Ooh. Right there. Remember, I said half the songs talk about dancing. <laughs> Is that the biblical gospel singers? Yeah, probably. They're probably you know, gospel background. This one definitely is that 1950s. Yeah. You know, kind of. So this is just perfect. The drums, his vocal lines, the bass, and the funky electric piano with a few little guitar lines. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I could listen to this again and again and again. And but, you're not overdoing it. You've no. got a good, smooth... And by the way, if you, get, if you get sick of hearing Eric and I talk about this, you can always turn off the podcast and just listen to the album. Or even better yet, buy it. You know, let's support We Mark. recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> Every song has like a great break to a bridge section. You know, bridge solo type thing. Just a breakdown here. Little sax coming in. Oh, there you go. That's Tom Scott, right? Yep, yep. You know, on percussion, it's Lenny Castro. You can hear the percussion just bouncing stuff along, too. So funky, too. I like how he repeats, sometimes he'll repeat a verse, same lyrics, but earlier it was sort of sparser musically and then it gets funky like that you know he, re- he basically repeats the first verse making it funky it just drives him forward all the time yeah absolutely you know Gary Katz had just produced Asia so like Becker and Fagan probably were working you know they worked those guys endlessly for a full like you know, year or whatever it took to record that album so then when they went from that to then make Mannequin it's like you had you had everybody like at their peak you know they, they had just made this masterpiece and they're like all right we, you know they took that magic and 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 in my opinion it shows where it's just like they they were just they were at their peak yeah, I believe so. All the, all, all the guys who, who are on this album. Yeah. <laughs> the lineup of folks. 
nice nice kind of ending sax guitar solo on that one that's really nice I mean, when you think about like that Mystery Man, Marino Del Rey, Red Desert, that ends the side one. Street Life starts side two. And then we go to this song, Dancing on the Boardwalk, which is another jam. It, it's, dancing song. It's just, yeah, another dancing song. It hasn't even in the title. Ooh, and then, the, and, like I said, those little smooth, mini intros. Smooth intro. Long grasses around here no more. She cut her hair, her mother's joy, and came in there to well. His, his lyrics are pretty sweet, too. Oh, and I mean, his, uh, he must have worked on these songs, obviously, leading up to this album, probably through a lot of the 70s. You know, it's like a first album. It's these, it's these songs you've had your whole life. And it, it, his, his, his wordplay and, and lyrics are... Are, are just great. You could always catch some time as the jukebox began to rhyme. We were singing, yeah, and dancing on the boardwalk. Let's talk about jukebox on this album. Jukebox. The wood became so hot. We were, we were singing, yeah. I think this song once got in my head for about three days straight. Just two, that, days, just, two days it is. It was the best two days ever. Yeah, just that chorus 48 part, hours, too. 48 hours of dancing on I'm the board. Yeah, walking around think, singing the chorus in my head. <laughs> the sign, as I remember, was a huge red ball in the Brooklyn sky. Ooh. And the heat bit right through our bodies as a silhouette of you and I. It's funny because even though it's so LA, like you know, it, he mentions Brooklyn, and it just kind of even has like that Brooklyn summer of his youth, but it, it still is LA. It still it still has that yeah. West Coast oh, yeah. feel, but East Coast West Coast thing. Maybe maybe that's another thing we you know we respond to that as well. Yeah. I think it's from Brooklyn. I don't know if that was a lyric. Chord progression is just sick. <laughs> that, that's like that Steely Dan type type thing. Yeah, that's Steely Dan. Yeah, maybe like the first the first side of the album is like the daytime, and then the second side of the album is the nighttime. Yeah, it seems seems that way. Like street life dancing on the boardwalk at night. 
But I think the next song, uh, the, not to give it away, but the next song is Only Fools, and the chorus is Only Fools Go Out in the Dark. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the, the light and day side of the album, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You know? And so here we that was, uh, I, I, that Dancing on the Boardwalk is a beautiful song. And here we go, another cool intro. Ooh. I've got to go now. I've got to get away. I can't dance and dance no more. See the dancing? I'm going out of my mind. You were so kind. Keep track like you had. I'm going back to Dishpan Alley. My one room ballet high. I'm going to rewrite the words of this song tonight. Still, I know when I sleep, there'll be no relief from the vagueness of that crowd. The way this chorus starts softly and then kind of ends big, and just the way the guitar plays on that one, uh, I just love it. Now you get the little fills in there. So it's just so cool. It's like <laughs> cool, cool guitar licks, great groove, cool lyrics, sung really well. Just like every other song. We're probably repeating ourselves a million times. <laughs> to the uh, intro section there. So what is that? That's... What, the instrument? Is it like a keyboard? Yeah, it's like a synthesizer. Piano? Well, I think it's, they, they probably have like, you know, synth things going on. Nothing on the album sounds like that so far. Well, I, I think High Winding would play some. He, he kind of got into some of those like different kind of synth type sounds. I could be wrong, but I, I think he did. This, this, this part right there sounded like a Manfred's man there. Yeah. Running by the light there. That has a certain smoothness to it. So I, I don't actually have this album on cassette. It's playing on a tape player now, but this is dumbed, dubbed from vinyl onto cassette. So I, I have a version of it on CD. I have a version of it on vinyl. And actually, I have an unopened version of it on 8-track, but I don't have an 8-track machine. Yeah, 8-tracks are frustrating. Well, you know, you know, it's that song, Red Desert, on the 8-track. 
they cut Red Desert in half. So at the end of like you know track two, you get clunk silence, and then and it's and then it then goes to track three, and it, it has the second half of Red Desert. So yeah, that's what I've I've never gotten into eight tracks. No, I've never bought it. No, yeah. they don't sound good, and the machines are bri- no. always break. I mean, no. what we're listening to here is off of, is is vinyl onto cassette. Cassettes can still sound nice, but eight tracks uh, yeah. not really a fan of. So now this song is like a palate cleanser, you know. It's a uh, Mark Jordan. Yeah, I mean it has that it has that beatnicky uh, jazz feel to it, and uh, you know he he up there in Canada he hosts a jazz radio show, and oh, okay. uh, and um, I think he some of his later albums you know they get they're very oh. Oh man, we had, we had a little glitch just as, just as I'm talking about like the just like the A track, yeah. Just as we're talking about A tracks, I jinx it and it's like clunk. And it didn't really go clunk, but yeah, I was talking yeah. talking crap about tapes and then a uh, little technical difficulty and. <laughs> so I don't know. So he, Jordan has his own uh, jazz radio show. He said? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's some radio station I think out of Ottawa, and uh, he's been doing that for a while. That's cool. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's been very successful. He, you know, he wrote he that big song for Rod Stewart. Uh, obviously, he wrote you know the song for Diana Ross. So, as a songwriter, yeah. you know, he really uh, that that's that's been his career. While I think his actual albums, um, you know, he he makes them. I don't. I, I want to say he makes like an album, something like every three, four years type thing. You know, probably when the inspiration hits, he makes one. Uh, he, his last album was a cover album. Uh, yeah, and uh, it was nice. It was really jazzy. And then, I actually, I, I was on following him on Facebook, and he had a, like a, con, a a trivia contest, and I won one of them. Okay. So he sent me a, a autographed copy of the, his new album and a T-shirt. So I was like, sweet. Oh wow. Okay. So this song. Did one, say, what's that? Did you say he made a covers album? Like it was all covers. Yeah, it was all it was all cover songs. He did. Uh, all sort of it, it was like you know he's a stylist so he did sort of he oh, took, okay. took well-known okay, songs and, and did like you know covers or cover versions of them but, but in his own way so that that that, that, that song was one step ahead of the blues that was like you know just that change of pace at first it feels out of place on the album but as you listen to the album as i listen to the album more i just really love it how it just kind of uh, you know, gives it gives it a change up. It, it changes thing up. Yeah. And then this is the last song on the album, "Lost Because You Can't Be Found," and it's just so smooth and so mellow. It's like a perfect exiting. It's almost like you feel like you're driving away from that land of Oz that is L.A. Or you're, you know, you're leaving the beach. You're t- you're taxi. You're in your you're in your plane looking out, taxiing to the runway on this on this song. And, uh, this, yeah, this one has lots of like sort of cityscapes, broken windows, barroom walls. What is it? Hookers up against the wall, like GIs and drag. He has some, some nice lyrics. Uh, and then you get that that grimy little keyboard bass kind of grooving. Uh, it's like, yeah. It's like we've been in a travelogue. Nice subtle chorus. I like that. Yeah. 
It is a subtle, subtle, subtle perfect. perfect. Well, it's like, I, I'm like, all right, you start the album with some groove songs, then you have to have this string of just like such well-written, perfectly played songs. Then you get that jazz of, of one step ahead of the blues and then finishing it off with just this sort of, you know, seeing you off to the end of the album nice and smoothly. To be honest, it, whenever this song ends, it just makes me want to go listen to, from, to it from the start again. So now, have you were you familiar with this album that much before? Uh, uh, yeah, some of it, some of it. I've listened yeah. to it before, but never like deep dived it. Sure. So uh, I deep dived it a little bit, like when she, once you told me the album we'd be covering. So these yeah. were they weren't new, but they were like I never like sat there and like studied them. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's, oh, this is it. That's it right it's there. Good, That's uh, yeah. Someone would give me a line. I'll give, I'll give it a easy, easy 10 on 10. Like on the scale there. That was weird. I don't know where that came from. I'll have to edit that out. <laughs> was, that a, was that a commercial jingle or was that? Well, I had recorded onto a blank tape and then uh, I think I just ended the album and uh, then. Uh, there was something that else. Was, there was, there was something else there. That was that was that was what we call in the business a technical. Uh, or that was a. I don't know if it was a technical difficulty or just a. That was a mistake. Technical difficulty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that happens. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, here, let me uh, turn on some backing stuff here and turn this up a little bit. Uh, there you go. I'm just you can't hear the background music now, but. Uh, no, so, but that's perfect. That's okay. Yeah. So I mean. As I said before, the whole point of me wanting to listen to this album was that, you know, wanted to do a show this week, but, you know, I did have a cold, and I wanted something that just kind of was nice and fun and easy to listen to, and uh, I thought Mannequin was just a perfect thing, and actually, just listening to it makes me feel better already, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, it's good. Yeah. And so, uh. No, I, th- I thought, I, th- I think it's a really good album. I, I like it, you know. Uh, it's got the perfect vibe for what you want when you want it, like just an easy, easy, uh, like just really relax and just sure. like you're on the beach in LA in 1978. There's no better album than that. I know you that know? Yeah, yeah. sometimes up on on Twitter, you you know, you talk about you're hanging out uh, up at your place and you're just kind of chilling out, listening to yacht rock. Sometimes you mention our Spotify, but then you talk about some some other things that you really enjoy listening to, just to kind of set the mood yeah. chill out what, what, what other stuff do you like to listen to when you're up there well I, I'm I'm, a, I'm very scattered like what I'll put on like Yacht Rock and, like if I want Yacht Rock I'll go on I love you guys' playlist because I can never tell what's coming up next <laughs> it always blows me away yeah what, but, then, but then but then I'll turn around and I'll play some Soundgarden oh jeez or I'll put on some Iron Maiden depending on the mood right so it's very eclectic yeah. in a way like I like Flaming Lips I like a lot anything that's weird or like 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 that's very strange, hmm. but I also like the smooth smoothness of yacht rock. Like, so, what else? What, what else? Where else do you listen to yacht rock from? Are there any other shows that you particularly like? Or I like uh, the, the yacht rock show out of New York. I find they're funny. They got some good, like out of left field. Like they'll play a song by uh, June Pointer, and I'll be like, "Hey, whoa, June oh, okay. Pointer!" Yeah, I never, you know, something like that. And I'll be like, "So, and, uh, like 
like the uh, yacht rock adjacent. But, yeah, yeah. But when I want my Roger Fedora's kick, I, I know where to go. I know, <laughs> I know what to do if I get any Roger Fedora's. I'm like, okay, okay, now I know exactly what I got to go. So stuff like that. So, I feel like I'm like I don't know, like the Indiana Jones it, 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 of Roger Fedora's. Like I, I'm like searching out all the, all the uh, all the hidden treasures. I don't know how I missed it. I, like I never knew. I never knew that this. Uh, this gift from the Yacht Rock gods existed. So, like, <laughs> like I'm like, whoa, what, how did I miss this one? See, up, up in Canada, we the, the music scene is very different than in the States. Mm-hmm. Like, like we'll have, like, big, big Canadian artists that, like, you guys only know Bare Naked Ladies, it seems. So right, right. Or Rush. Sort of like, it's, which is cool. Yeah, or Rush, yeah. But but we got, like, Tragedy Hip and Now Lady mm-hmm. Peace and all those guys. They're, they're the big, big, like, Canadian acts. Sure. So... At the same time, I like listening to like something that I completely missed years ago, and like, oh, how, what was, what's this? How was this like a huge, huge star? But now no one, no one like like uh, Christopher Cross winning all those Grammys. Mm-hmm. He won all those Grammys, but now he doesn't really sell that many albums now, which I understand it like music changes. Yeah, no so one I sells albums now. Found that was cool how they had this perfect sound in, in the late seventies, early eighties. That was like perfect musicianship. Everything is smooth. There's no mistakes. Oh yeah. So it depends on the mood, but I'm I'm really like yacht rock is like fifty percent of the music I listen to, and after that it's like can be anywhere. <laughs> can be Prince. Can be Flaming Lips. Can be uh, Peter Gabriel. And then oh, so I want to hear some Iron Maiden or something. You know, it bounces around. So yeah, I saw Iron Maiden this summer. They were they were uh, that was an impressive impressive concert. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like but but I, I even get a kick like when I was. Never years ago would I be saying, "Yeah, yeah, put on some David Foster." Now I'm like, "No, I put on some David Foster." Like, <laughs> I get a kick out of it. Like I love it. I'm like, "Yeah, it's perfect," you know. And you're so, and you're a you're a baseball fan too. I think you talked to me about the Yard Goats as well. And yeah, well, that's I think that's that's what made me. I remember when I first noticed you guys. I don't know if it was Instagram or Twitter. Or, I'm like, wait a minute. That's the that's the that's the Hartford. The Hartford uh, uh, Yard goes, but it's the yard. Uh, <laughs> I like Dunkin' Donuts Field. They're yes. finally going to play this here in that field. They finally built it. They so, did. I, I know I they were, they were a year late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a year late. So That's I got right. a big kick out of that. And yeah, I, you started so talking about like, that. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Like, like we went to New Hampshire and Portland to watch double A baseball. Mm-hmm. So we're just a couple more hours away from going to Hartford. So well, I hey, think maybe maybe next summer we're going to go. You so. know, I, I have season tickets there. I, I I got my season tickets the day they the day they were offered. I, I I put in for them, and and then there was a whole debacle where the field wasn't ready for a year. Yeah. But, but then yeah. because I put them in like right at the get go, I had my like I had like the one of the first choices as to where. I wanted my season tickets to be, so I'm oh, like nice. I'm three rows behind home plate, and uh, yeah. It, it, so listen, if you if you ever do come down to Hartford during baseball season, I got tickets for us. So oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. This, uh, we we went to uh, New Hampshire. We ended up in a promo, like like in between inning doing the burger race. Oh yeah, yeah, and, we do that there. Yeah. So I got that on YouTube, and uh, there's a I watch. I got MILB TV. Mm-hmm. So I can watch the games on on the internet, and uh, there was a game we watched between Portland, and we were behind third base. So every time there was a right hand uh, right handed hitter, you could see oh, you us. Could see you guys, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. I, that's my fifteen minutes of fame. I was a burger, and I was behind uh, for, uh, third base. <laughs> so if hey, I go to Hartford, you take what you can get. Yeah, star treatment. 
Come on, star treatment. Thing. Yeah, well, yeah. We, well, you can see if you can go on minor league baseball TV and see uh, three rows behind home plate. We'll uh, we can yeah, wear, like, wear captain's hats or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, like, is is that gonna happen? Yacht goat nights, like a I've uh, kind of I've trolled them somewhat. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would say it's too bad, but I've always been like, when are you doing yacht rock night? Yacht yard goats and. Uh, I, I've, there's a person who likes us who's friends with a general manager, and he's like, oh, the general manager would probably totally be into that. But the um, the person who runs the social media, I don't think is is, is a younger person who uh, I don't think is in the demographic that is really would-be fans of, of Yacht Rock. But Oh, he's got I, his own ideas, yeah. Yeah, I think it, it's a young woman, and I, I think she's uh, she's just not really familiar with uh, you know how amazing this music is yet, but I I, 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 I say yet because I feel like it's only a matter of time. And I saw the promotions. Oh, that, it's coming. I saw the promotions they they have coming up this this season, and it's kind of like the same thing they've done uh, in prior seasons. It's not there's really not a lot Star of new Trek things. Night, Star Wars, yeah, Night, Star Wars yeah. Night, and um, so I think you know they're probably looking for some new ideas, and it's just a matter of. Uh, talking to the right person have someone whisper the right thing in someone's ears and uh and then uh i think i think tweet tweet at benjamin hill and the guys over at milb uh yeah they got a podcast at benjamin hill and them they're always yeah he's he's, 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 he, he's always talking about promos on milb sure. so he'd be a good guy to hit up with that I'd, I'd, i'm all for it i'd be I'd, I'd be there sweet i'd be booking a booking a bus to hartford like <laughs> <laughs> well i'll show you around i'll show you around the city yeah well hey listen eric um I want to thank you for uh, taking part in this and calling in and uh, yeah. be, being on I, our, I, our fourth episode. And, I, uh, I got a question. If, if I ever yeah. call in again, I, I, if I'm welcome back, will I get my own theme song, like like the L.A. Law? Like LA yeah, Law I'll, 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 I'll put one post? together. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll find like some instrumental track by Triumph or something like that. <laughs> like, really, I was I was listening to L.A. Law, the theme song. I'm like, that's a Yachty theme song. Oh, Mike, that's, is that's that Mike Post? Post? Yeah, yeah. Like the post? Mike Post, LA, I'm, like, I'm like, that'd be my theme song, the LA sense. Law. Like, whenever that song right. comes on, people people know I'm coming on the show. They're like, oh my God, that's, everybody gather around the radio or, or, on the, or the iPhone or whatever. So, I'll go, I don't I'll, know. I'll go on Discogs and I'll look for an LA Law cassette so we can, yeah. we can do it again and do it right. How about that? That sounds good. That sounds cool. good. And uh, if you're ever in Halifax, what we do in the wintertime is we watch Miami Vice uh, DVDs because I got the box set here. Oh, nice. So if you're ever in Halifax, We'll, we'll watch some Miami Vice. That sounds perfect. Sounds perfect. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on the show, man. I had a good time. Hey, I, I really appreciate you calling in, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you later. Thank you. Okay, perfect. Thanks. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. I don't know if that was the uh, greatest podcasting ever, just talking over an entire album. Uh, definitely something different. If you made it this far, thank you uh, for listening. I'm not sure if we'll ever do it again. If you like it, let us know. Um, I know we have an episode coming up next week that is not like this. Uh, it goes back to having the old Yacht Goats back in the studio. And I think, uh, you know, my my cold will be gone. In fact, I already feel a little better, as, as I said before. Uh, but that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, thanks, Eric, for calling in. And uh, thanks, Mark Jordan, for making your 
album Mannequin with all those amazing musicians with all those amazing songs that uh, made me here in 2020 <laughs> in Hartford, Connecticut feel better. So that's something, isn't it? All right, take care, everybody.